If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Heartblend Podcast. I'm your host, Lindsay Christian, and I focus on emotional care and empowerment for empaths, sensitive souls, and those that resonate with my content. So thank you so much for tuning in. And today we are focusing on who is most susceptible to experiencing imposter syndrome. Now, I wanted to give some attention towards this because I think that it's important for us to help us to understand imposter syndrome further of why it might be a little bit more prevalent with some versus others. Now, before I dive in, I want us to acknowledge that all of us at some point will experience imposter syndrome in our lives. But majority of people, about 70% of the population experiences imposter syndrome more frequently, while 30% are able to really overcome that feeling. But who experiences imposter syndrome the most? Is it women? Is it men? Who? The truth is, is that it doesn't really matter about genders. Most genders actually do feel that imposter syndrome, but they may express it indifferently. Sometimes in regards to men, they don't externalize their feelings as much. And sometimes they may overcompensate or maybe seem a bit more arrogant or overly confident to compensate for their feelings of inadequacy or feeling like you know they're an imposter. So it doesn't really matter about gender. But the majority of people that do experience imposter syndrome are minorities. Minorities are the ones that are going to experience imposter syndrome the most. Now, minority just means minority. And I know that oftentimes people hear the word minority and they instantly think of race. Okay, so minorities can be in race, it can be in difference of mindsets, it can be in gender, if a certain gender is a minority in a situation. It could be culturally, it could be with disability, it could be in anything. So it's just the fact that oftentimes when someone from a minority background, and let's focus on race just a little bit. Now, before I dive in, race is a classification system based on physical features. It's something that we've created to be able to label and classify people, and now it's become more of a cultural thing that people will identify with that race and follow culture and X, Y, and Z. But let's focus on race for a little bit, particularly in regards to race and minorities, oftentimes there's a stigma or stereotype with every race. And if you are deeply identifying with that race, 
Maybe you follow certain trends or behaviors or cultural things that are tied to that race. Whenever you go to break out of the norm, whenever you go to achieve something higher that maybe there's not a lot of representation that your minority has achieved, you will be more susceptible to feeling like an imposter. How? How could this be you? How could you, a minority, a racial minority, fit in this box? That box doesn't fit that box. You don't normally do these things. You must be an imposter. Only people that look like that fit this box, right? Wrong. Because sometimes, again, we're so focused on the external experience, what we're seeing, and I know it's a big thing. Because the eyes are extensions of the brain. It's how we retrieve information. But because we're seeing this, we're seeing a smaller amount, less in numbers, of people that are in this certain race that are doing this thing that's different than what people in that race normally do. How could it be authentic? So it's important for us to Know and remember that we are more than our external appearances. We are more than the culture that we identify ourselves with. We are more than these things. Don't fall into the trap of being controlled by a narrative, a story that's telling you that you look like this, you only fit in this box. You like this, you only do these things. Let's talk about the majority that find themselves in minority situations, okay? We're all interested in different things. We have different preferences, whatever. So I'm just going to throw out this example, okay? Let's say we have someone who is Caucasian and they really love basketball something that's usually dominated by African-Americans. What happens when they step into that arena? All of a sudden, in our brains, it's like, well, you don't normally do that. You normally do this. You normally go over there. You normally do these kind of things. You don't fit that. And naturally, because you're surrounded by people who look differently than you, you might feel like that natural reinforcement, a quicker reinforcement because it's what we're seeing, that you don't fit there. But in actuality, you do. It has nothing to do with your skills, with your ability, with your genetics, with how you're able to do certain things that maybe people in your own background aren't able to do, that's a part of your gift. That's a part of your talent. Let's say you're a person of color, and now you start doing things that people often associate with people that are Caucasian. Are you a fraud? Are you an authentic? Are you an imposter? No. That's a part of who you are. So we have to look beyond just what we're seeing. And the more and more and more that 
we have our own courage to say, no, this is what resonates with me. This is what I like. This is what I like to do. I don't care how you view it or not. I'm going to do it because it fulfills me. The more and more people show that sense of pride and representation and what they're doing that may be different than what people are used to, the more it starts to break down those molds, starts to break down those boxes so that we can be able to see, oh, wow, we're more alike than we think we are. And people will look at that and they may call it what? An identity crisis. All of a sudden, they don't even know who they are because they feel compelled to move in one direction. They feel that something resonates with them, but yet it doesn't fit what is appropriate or what is common for their identity. It's very powerful. Race is an incredibly powerful system because if something looks like you, if something sounds like you, if something walks and talks like you, then shouldn't you be like that? Shouldn't you do the things that the people that look like you in a large amount do? Because we're such social creatures. It's very common for us to have that strong sense of belonging that we want to be similar. But the thing is, what's ironic is that more people feel a desire to do something that is out of their common, quote unquote, characteristics of what they should be doing, quote unquote, that because they don't have the courage to step into it, that they just don't do it. And then nobody does it. And then it's only the few that have the courage to step into those shoes that actually continue to press on because they know that that's something that is valuable to them. That's something they know that is a big part of who they really feel they are. Let's talk about minorities and the difference of mindsets. So you could be in a whole room with people. And they all look different, but they are part of a community of like interests. And typically, those who share those interests are only in to certain behaviors and activities. Now, I'm not saying that this is wrong. I'm saying that it's a typical generalization. Sometimes it's accurate. Sometimes it's not. It's how marketing works. They look at certain types of people based on their demographics and they can predict how their behavior is going to be. So there is some truth to it. However, it is more of this collective consciousness that we decide to participate in. Know that you have the power to participate or not. But let's say you're in a community of like-minded people and they all do certain things. They all do the same types of activities, but you want to do something different. You want to break out of that mold. You want to bring innovation and change to that community. You're going to feel like you don't belong there. 
None of these people are agreeing with what I'm saying. None of these people are seeing my vision. None of these people are really resonating with what I'm sharing. Maybe I don't fit in this community. So it's all about what it is that you want to do and how much courage you have to pursue it. Again, I'd rather one be an imposter than to not show up at all. Because the more that you can just practice stepping into those new shoes, even if it feels uncomfortable, even if it feels like someone's going to say, ha, 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 you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what you're doing. I'm going to figure it out. I'm going to learn more. I'm just going to do it. No one that created the things that you enjoy doing, whether you're following a mold or not, had a manual. There was no set guideline on how to be. Oftentimes I'll talk to people who are musicians and they'll say, well, I, you know, I didn't take classes. I don't really know how to read music. So I'm not a real musician. I just play by ear. It's just a hobby. What's the truth though? The truth is that the music came first. The musician created the music first. The musician invented the instrument first. There was no sheet music because there was no music. The sheet music was created afterwards so that the musician can remember how to play it again. The sheet music wasn't created before the song. The song was created before the sheet music. The technique The actions, everything that's done to create the music is done before the teacher. The teacher learns from the original student. And they study it. And they learn it so that they can be able to teach and share that with others. So always remember to step into originality, step into authenticity whenever you feel like you're an imposter. Remember authenticity. If there's not a mold for you to step into, make a new one. Now I get it. You're hearing all these things you're like, yeah, that sounds great, but I don't really feel like I can do this. Oftentimes we don't have the proper support or conditioning to let us feel safe enough to move forward. Because feeling ridicule, feeling rejection, feeling anything that tells us we're not good enough is enough to deter us from taking a chance, right? It's enough. It's enough to say, you know what, I'm not, it's not worth it. I'm good. But the key here is to push past that, push past it. Rather, you're a minority, you're male, you're female, regardless of your sexual identity or orientation, regardless of your disability, if you have one, regardless of who you are, whether you're a parent or a new parent or an old parent, regardless of whatever it is that you identify yourself with, Remember that if you feel 
called or pulled to go into a certain direction to try something new or to become something different than what is expected of you, that that is you reaching out to you. That's you asking for you to accept more, accept better, receive better. And eventually, the more you keep pushing on, the more you keep doing, the more that you defy the odds, the greater you become. The more you become a pioneer, the more that you're able to give that courage and confidence and motivation and representation for others that don't feel like they have the capability to become something similar. So take it on as you being a pioneer for doing something different and new and breaking those generational curses, breaking those patterns of people that you've identified yourself with, changing that. That's powerful. And all it takes is for you to have that courage to keep going, no matter what feedback you receive. You know, when it comes to doing this podcast, I didn't feel imposter syndrome because I didn't have enough experience of failure with it. I didn't know anything about podcasts. I'd never listened to a podcast, so I had nothing to compare to. I wasn't recording and then saying, oh man, this didn't sound like that other person I just spoke to. It's not good enough. I'm going to delete it and not start. I never did that. And I didn't do it on purpose. I just went in and I was like, you know what? I'm just going to record. I think it'll be cool. Okay. It was just like something for me to do. It was just something as a hobby. I wasn't receiving any feedback from it. I wasn't receiving, you know, either positive or negative. It was just something I was doing. And just by receiving the fact of seeing that other people were listening to me was enough to reinforce me to keep doing it again. A part of not really putting my face out there, a part of not having to focus on my appearance, all of those things allowed for me to actually create this podcast. And I've received emails and messages from Many of you all over the world who are appreciative of what I share or say. And that means the world to me because I wasn't even expecting that. Collaborators, like minds, guest speakers that have reached out to me, even if it was just for their own personal gain, the fact that they looked at my podcast and like, hey, I think this will be kind of cool. Something I created from my mind, that's powerful to me. And I've been doing this for quite some time now that it's like, it's become so strong that I feel supported that it's difficult for me to quit even if I see someone that maybe their sound sounds better or maybe they have a better marketing plan or maybe... They have higher profile guest speakers or maybe whatever. I don't ever focus on that. And actually, I don't ever really listen to other podcasts very randomly. Like I'll listen to something that I just really want to learn, but I don't actually jump into that world 
So it's difficult for me to feel like an imposter because I don't have anything else to compare to. I'm just doing, I'm just being, I'm just enjoying the journey just here. But I guarantee you that the moment that I start having people reach out to me to do more live podcasts where I'm the guest speaker, or I start engaging with bigger podcasters, or I start actually meeting people in person doing bigger podcasts. And if I'm actually seeing all their equipment, I'm seeing their setup, I'm seeing their studio, or if I start listening to super high profile podcasts, I might start feeling like, oh, I thought I was doing great and I'm really not. Even if I am doing great, I'll start feeling like that. So sometimes it's best that whenever you're doing something new, to not totally absorb every little thing about what it is you're learning. Just enjoy the journey. Just enjoy exploring. Have fun with it. Don't set a lot of expectations around it. Just enjoy. Just do it. The more you build a connection with it, the stronger you'll become in it and more anchored in it that you won't feel afraid to start. This actually came up for me when I wanted to start a whole nother business. But because I was so involved in that industry and I knew all of what other people were doing, I knew the quality, I knew all of what was put into it. I was like, nope, I don't have all that. Even though I'm fully capable of creating something similar, I don't even want to do it. I'm good. It's not worth it. I felt like it would hinder my reputation. So it's all about your perspective on how you're viewing what it is that you're wanting to push forward for. So I hope that's helpful. I know that it was a little bit different than how we started out, but that's just the truth is that a lot of times when you don't have representation for somebody that looks like you or does similar things that you do or shares similar aspects of your own identity and what you're wanting to achieve, that imposter syndrome is going to feel a lot stronger and it's totally understandable why. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, we are here Tuesdays and Saturdays at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Thank you again. This is Heartblend Podcast.